Hey guys, it's John here, back for another uh, hopefully exciting uh, uh, webinar training on everything you need to know to uh, to run a great service business and and very, very important things that you need to know in the world today. Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast, a show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. So we're going to be talking about taking control of your online reputation to drive more sales. So this this training is something that uh, I've been looking forward to for a while because it is sort of where um, where I cut my teeth. So um, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of my history very, very briefly, but online reputation and and even before online offline reputation and and all of that kind of stuff and and how you use your authority and your reputation in your marketing uh, has been a huge part of my growth in in the service businesses I've owned and in in everything that I've done for the last 30 years took probably about the first 10 or 15 years to figure out what it was like to actually really put my head around it um, but then I became a consultant I'm helping franchise networks and um, and organizations and groups uh, learn this stuff and and became a speaker for our chamber of commerce and stuff like that for years all on this topic so uh, and it evolves constantly so we're going to talk about some of the evolutions of that so ultimately through my 30 years of business and growth and and you know successes and and failures early on and then more successes and a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of investment in my own marketing and business knowledge um i've been able to sort of boil it all down in creating a highly successful home service business this works for any service business um even if it's not in home service businesses but supporting businesses and things like that is you know there's a strategic way to go about building your business um and marketing your business and it's all about your brand your authority and your visibility and none of this changed with online it just went different places but if you're building it properly, your brand, your authority, and your visibility, then you're the go-to um, provider of those services. Um, you're the cat's ass. You're the ones that every, everybody wants. And a lot about your business can change because of that. Your pricing can change. The way you speak to people can change. Um, the way they speak to you changes. All of that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about how you manufacture that, how you how you manage that and manufacture that and deal with that in the online realm. So... Um, we call it our digital dominance method all in. So all in the digital dominance method is your brand, your authority, and your visibility, and how all of the pieces tie together. So we've been talking about a bunch of these over the last few webinars and stuff like that. We've been talking about um, sort of the you know optimizing your website for conversion, which fits into conversion con conversion focus, personalization, all that. It, it overlays a little bit into authority as well. And then you know we've we've talked about your Google My Business and ways to sort of hijack that for visibility. So we've been talking about different elements of of this chart. We're not just going around in order. We're we're, we're realizing that you need all three. So there's 
sections in each one of these you need to implement. Then you come back around and do more here, more, more in authority, then more in visibility. And you come back and you do more in, in brand, then authority, then visibility. And we always call it the rule of threes. If you can be implementing three things at a time, it doesn't care if that takes a week, a month, a quarter, whatever, but three strategies that you implement, lock and load so that they're automatic, all your standard operating procedures are in place, it's repeatable, it's documented, it's being done, it, it's working, and then you move on to the next three. And so you're constantly growing because there's many, many businesses we talk to that, you know, oh yeah, I've been in business 20 years. And you look at it and, you know, I look into their businesses and do some consulting and go, no, you've been in business one year and you've repeated it 20 times, but you've done nothing different since year one. You haven't grown a 20 year business. You've just happened to be the same business for 20 years and you want to get out of that rut. So that's just a good mindset to kind of think of with all of this. So a little bit of housekeeping, turn off cell phones, turn off Facebook. Uh, if you're actually serious about doubling and even tripling the number of leads that you pull from the internet presence all in, then the, this next 60 to 90 minutes, it's not going to go 90 minutes, but the next 60 minutes or so is really, really critical just to pay attention and understand where we're, where we're going and what this is all about. So, so what we're going to cover today, today is um, the, why you can have the best tools um, and still not be sort of driving five-star reviews or a five-star reputation. And we're really going to define the difference between this word reviews and reputation because they're, they're actually different. And you focus too much on, on one and the other one actually falls by the wayside. Do you want to how to, how to tap into the power of multi-channel communications? So email, SMS, physical mail, um, handouts, things like that. There's, there's ways that you can do that to in, increase your review count, which is, again, part of the equation. And then online reviews are really a team sport. It can never be driven by one person in the company or the head of the company or anything like that. It really is um, something that everybody has to be on board with. It's got to be baked into your culture. Everybody's got to know why. When I first started talking about this seven and eight years ago, it was sort of like I'd, I'd get people looking at me from the audience going, you know, yeah, I don't, my team knows nothing about, I don't really care. And yeah, I, I'll push this through because it makes sense as a business owner, but not really, you know, the average person's not really figuring this out. And I really can't get my team on board. Nowadays, we all know that your reviews and reputation and the way they're, they're, they're integrated into the online experience is so powerful. Your, your staff obviously knows about it. You have to let them know why it's important to you and your company. So we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, why you must acknowledge and respond to all your reviews, good, bad, or ugly. And there's ways to respond correctly, not just, not just the good or the bad. Um, there's just ways that you need to be responding to, uh, to those, re those reviews that help the search engines, that help the future people looking at it, um, all of that kind of stuff. So there's ways you can really support that. And then what trust engineering is. It's a little term that I've trademarked, um, why it's 100 times more valuable than hounding for Google reviews. And that's where we're going to start showing the um, differentiation between reviews and your overall reputation and how um, reviews are good. Without them, it's meaningless. But reviews are an end product of doing all of the rest of the stuff right to build your reputation and authority. It's not what you're trying to do it's it's a byproduct of it and they'll come in spades if if you're doing all the other stuff right so so that's what we're going to be hitting on little little quick ab about me for anybody who's new on here but um yeah so i've been a business owner since i was in high school 
1990. Um, so that age, ages me and dates me quite a bit. But um, and um, so yeah, part of a, a project in business class. And uh, heard the story, took it to the bank, just just for for fun. Um, and the actual banker was so impressed, he handed handed me and my, my buddy that were that were together on the project in grade. 13 um, handed us the money um, to actually open up a business. So we did that summer and um, we actually ran it for a, that business for a year and a half until he went off to college and I actually bought more businesses and just grew that way. I just decided that's what I'm doing. So um, I've lectured uh, around the world, um, including the Island of Samoa and Vegas and Chilliwack and a bunch of other places had speeches and presentations and three day trainings for, for, for helping uh, businesses understand the um, the blueprint for success around us um, running a service business again way before the internet even but um, so I've been doing all of that kind of stuff and I've bought and systemized and sold um, a made franchise for twice the price um, in a five year period I've bought and sold uh, other businesses uh, been in the cleaning industry with um, with uh, restoration businesses and duct cleaning businesses, sold our, our two-van carpet cleaning business just this year, um, still during the end of a pandemic, um, for a decent return because of the way it was built and systemized and all of that kind of stuff. And it's just my passion is to build businesses and to organize and systemize them, work on them, not in them. So that's that's what I help other businesses do as well. And that's how we've built the digital marketing agencies that we have, the consultancies and all that kind of stuff. So. So what we do, um, we help make our clients the top carpet cleaning brand for carpet cleaning market master carpet cleaning brand in their local marketplace so they can attract the best clients, able to charge the top rates, and are booked out weeks in advance. So we do have clients um, with our legacy, our main agency, um, that aren't carpet cleaners. And um, we have the carpet cleaner marketing masters, which is our very specific to you know, my history in that specific industry as well. And our entire team focused around that, but we still have, we have lots of clients that are outside of that, that read this sentence as being, make our clients the top fill in the blank brand in your local marketplace so that you, you have the best clients charge the best rates, all that fun stuff. So does it work? I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to pause on any of these. We've got clients that have 45%, 55%, um, Number one, from being non-existent, um, you've got uh, clients that have used us for decades, you know, a decade or more now, and and things like that. So, um, yeah, what we do helps businesses change where they were and go go in the right direction. And it's a holistic approach. We're not about just being the person that only provides pay-per-click ads, and then if you need something else, you go somewhere else. Or, only, you know, there's services that we don't perform that uh that we would suggest hey you need this it's part of your mix that's part of the consulting that you get but you know we don't do that but here here's some companies that we say could fit in with that but it's all part of the full marketing approach that that you need to be ascending and growing through so if that makes sense so why reputation like why why is reputation such a big focus that i'm doing an entire training on it so Online reviews and reputation can make or break your company. Um, and I think we most know that. But if any of you, if, you, if you're not sure of that, write that down. If you don't understand that people, um, we're in what we call the recommendation economy now. So um, it's not the reputation economy. It's the recommendation economy. So people basically say, hey, I need a mechanic. I need a plumber. I need, you know, 
Um, I, I need to wrap my vehicles in graphics. I need a carpet cleaner. I need, you name it. What a lot of us do now is we, we, we ask on, on forums and groups that we're part of. We ask, you know, we're part of a, a local small business group. We're part of a, a local mommy blog group or, you know, whatever. And we, we ask for some recommendations. And then we don't just pause there. We go and look to see if the, the recommendations we got are worth it or not. And so, again, price is not even part of the conversation at this point. It's not about the cheapest. If you're looking for the cheapest, most people do that on their own. They go to Groupon. They go wherever. They just find cheap and off they go. They're actually looking for something serious. It's, it's these recommendations that we're looking for. And when they come around, get a recommendation, go online, do some searching, and your reputation is not where they see it. So not just Google, but wherever they find you, wherever they're, they're referred to you, their, your Facebook pages, your other thing. We'll go through all of this. If, if they don't see that you are the one that everybody's talking about, you know your stuff, you're the authority, and you, your, your, your reputation um, precedes you, uh, then they go somewhere else. And they thank their friend for the recommendation or whatever, and they find one of your competitors will pop up during their search and you, you know, all of those efforts and all of that stuff that you've done has actually driven them to go to a competitor. So worth thinking about as well. Um, your online re reputation, maybe it doesn't reflect the top quality uh, service that you provide. So if your reputation shows that you've got six Google reviews and the, an average of a 4.1 star rating and you know you're amazing and your customers know you're amazing, though there's a disconnect there. So if your competitor who you know is not as good as you has 250 reviews and a 4.9 star rating and you know you're better then that's 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 a you problem because you know you're better but nobody else does and you can't be found that way so getting your handle on this is really going to allow you to show why you are that that authority play in that choice so um there's some of there's many many tools that you can use and we'll talk about some of them as well but the point is what we end up dealing with is we talk to a lot of a lot of um clients do a lot of consulting and they've invested in tools There's people that have bounced through most of these uh, but it's still not doing what it needs to do it's still not driving um enough reviews if that's their end goal but as i said reputation online reputation should be your end goal not just google reviews on google important to have Google reviews, but not an end-all be-all. So it's not about the tools. So the thing is, the other point is, regardless of tools, all what we've just kind of covered is that your reputation will drag down all of your other marketing. It wastes conversion opportunities. One of the number one conversion elements, normally sort of at the it could be at the beginning, middle, or end of the of the buying cycle. Beginning, they find the guy with the best reviews and then start looking around and the best reputation start looking around. At the middle, they found they've narrowed it down to a few and then they check um, while while making some of the decisions and stuff like that and, and picking up the phone and finding out if you do the service they're looking for. At the end of the buying cycle is okay, they've narrowed it down now. They know who they're they're they're, they're targeting, they're renovating their kitchen, they're they're an office and they're getting, you know, their whole office properly cleaned, the carpet's cleaned, you name it, and they're now down to a couple of choices. And then at that point, your reputation, your authority, your reviews, what they see about you is going to be that final deciding factor. So you don't want them going to your competitor. You want to get this right. So that means there's an opportunity. So the 
The problem is where do you fit in in your local marketplace visibly? So, you know, you might say, well, John, I've got 200 reviews and the next closest guy's got 90. Okay, are they visible? Are you number one in the Google Maps like we talked about last month? Are you, because it is one of those ranking factors, but only one of the ranking factors, where do you fit in for them to be able to see that? And if they don't go to Google, what does it look like on Bing? What does it look like on Yelp? What does it look like on Facebook, Angie's List, Judy's Book, all of those citations we talked about last month as well. So there is a huge opportunity. So the opportunity is to be the provider of choice in your service area and stand out from your competition with a great reputation that has multi-facets facets, facets in it. And you're going to see that in, when I get to that point at the end as well. Um, but you want to be able to leverage the systems and psychology to the fullest uh, to get the highest quality feedback. And if you write nothing else down, write down this word feedback and put an X through the word reviews. So I will prove to you that feedback is far more important than reviews and how Leveraging feedback automatically generates reviews. And most of these tools don't even understand that psychology. But there's a psychology to, um, to, to leveraging these systems properly. And you want to have your rep reputation speak for itself online everywhere. So, and online is not the only place. Um, like there's a lot of companies that will use customer testimonials as their only advertising. I've seen it with Apple Auto Glass I've, on billboards like physical billboards on the side of the highway. I've seen it with, um, I'm trying to remember, name, think of a couple of companies where literally all they have is a customer review, customer testimony, their, their, their ratings, the number of raving fans, and that's their ad. You know, you should be next is their message. Uh, so there's ways that obviously having it speak for itself, but having, having the ability to share that out as well that we'll get into. So, so sex, success is being seen as the number one carpet cleaning authority, or again, replace carpet cleaning with what service business you provide, um, authority in your area, um, and ranking accordingly. So if you're the authority and you don't rank, there's a disconnect in people's minds that one, they can't find you, but even if they do find you, it's like, why is this guy so invisible? If he's so good, how come he's not, and people don't understand online marketing and why those things may or may not happen, but that is something to be very cognizant about and you want to maximize your conversions as well. So why do reviews and online reputation matter so much? I think we've kind of gone through a bunch of them, but we'll just kind of quickly cover sort of what we talked about last month, Google My Business. Google My Business is a mess um, as far as how many different factors influence the way you rank and for all the different keyword terms you rank for. A lot of people go, oh, you know, I'm a carpet cleaner and I'm in Google, I'm in the three pack, one, two, or three for carpet cleaning in my city or carpet cleaning near me or whatever. So question being, okay, if you drove halfway across town, are you still, right? That's, that's important because it's proximity. But what about all the other services you provide? Are you, do they pull up a map? And are you also in the, the listing for those? Because it's not about just one. So, and there's ways that re reviews even influence that. But your citations, your reviews, and your, your SEO, on-page and off-page actually, SEO, all influence the rankings in, in Google Maps. But reviews are a big one. And not just from Google. Google actually looks around and says, oh, by the way, this, this business is, can also, here's some comments also found around the web. Google knows to aggregate that that data at least in their algorithm and again reviews aren't like hey if you get if you have the most reviews you're going to rank in the three pack no it's it it's weighted at about 
Um, again, it's a guess because Google doesn't tell you, but on, on average, somewhere, somewhere between 15 and 20% at the most. Um, but that's still a significant weighting of 26 or 28 known factors that are built into that algorithm. So um, reviews become that important because they can move the needle. But, <coughs> pardon me, they also... Um, the words in the reviews have a huge significant uh, benefit as well that we'll talk about. So um, there's sort of ways to influence, influence that a little bit. 84% of people trust online reviews as much as they do a personal recommendation. So we talk about the recommendation economy. Well, if, if they get recommended to somebody and they see that you've got um, great reviews or poor reviews, They'll, that's a trust level. If somebody recommends you and then they go and they, they find a bunch of negative stuff like we all do, hey, if somebody's got a 3.9 star rating, what's the first thing you're going to do? Go read through the bad stuff and figure out, you know, do, is, 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 that, is that really that bad? Is that somebody having a bad day and writing a bad review? Do I want that experience? You're going to do a little bit of due diligence on, on that as well. But, and they're gonna, people are going to trust that, 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 that review as much as a recommendation. And 77% of consumers think that reviews more than three months old are irrelevant. And in fact, um, the younger crowd, the sort of that 25 to 40 range, 25 to 35, 25 to 40 consumer range, are actually finding that um, it's, it's usually about, in, in a lot of their searches, focus studies have found that it's about two to four weeks. And after that, I don't care because they might have changed their staff, they might have a different process. Yeah, how good are you right now? Right? They don't care about how good you were a year and two years ago. So it's not about having the most reviews. It's about having recent reviews in, a, in an ongoing, predictable um, velocity. That's the other thing that the algorithm actually checks is if you get 200 reviews in a month and then none again for a year, um, that's not a benefit to your business, not only to conversions because of this, but it's also not a benefit to Google's algorithm because they see that you did an event of some sort to collect a bunch of reviews and then you stopped and people are not commenting on you. People are not um, remarking about you. You're not remarkable because they're not making a remark about you on, on platforms like this and the algorithm knows that as well. So just keep that in mind. So again, reviews are part of that ranking factor, but they're more importantly a conversion factor. So if, again, if you've got on Google, for example, your Google reviews will generate more phone calls because the better your your reviews are, the better your rating is, all that kind of stuff, the more people will call. And you'll see that on your Google, Google Insights for your Google My Business. Google can track how many people are on a mobile device and click the phone number to call. And so that number we always see improve over time as your reputation improves, especially especially on Google. So on specifically thinking of only Google, um, again, 151 reviews over here and generating a good ton of map, um, maps, leads and calls and all of that kind of stuff as well. So it's, it's part of that, that mix where if you've got a bad reputation, you may not be ranking high enough for all the different search terms as well, but you're also not getting those conversions. So reviews should be should be streamed and found everywhere. So do people just find you on Google? No. Do they go to your website? Sure. Do they go to your Facebook page? Sure. Do they go to your YouTube channel if you have one? Sure. Um, are you outreaching on Twitter? Are you outreaching on Instagram? Things like that. Like if you're on TikTok, all of that kind of stuff, is there a way that you can influence them with your reputation and showing them this stuff on a platform that isn't review centric itself? Because don't make them go looking for it. You got to make sure that where they are is where you're showing them your stuff. So they impact your rankings. Consumers look for online reviews to make a buying decision. 
and it's therefore a major conversion factor. So, um, so right now, if you want to type in chat, you guys can add this, write it down on your note, notepad, whatever you're doing. But why is controlling and managing your online reputation and reviews critical to you? What is it about your business that you find from what you've just heard here? Pause for a minute. You can definitely, by all means, put it in chat, but this is more important for your own self-study. Um, what is it that you understand from that that, you know, maybe you already knew, but you want to reinforce, maybe you didn't know, again, bringing your, getting your team involved, things like that. What, what have we kind of covered so far that um, managing your online reviews and your online reputation is critical for the growth of your business? So make a couple points down there just to kind of focus your brain back into, because um, we're going to get into sort of the hows next, and you want to always keep in mind why you're doing whatever you're doing, or then the hows just don't make sense, and people just don't take action. And the most important thing is, is to take action on this stuff. So I'll give you a little bit of homework at the end of this as well. So five key principles. You have to provide world-class customer experience. In today's day and age, there is too many people that will go online and flame about a bad experience they had and stuff like that. You have to have the systems in place that you, your staff, all of that kind of stuff is um, the look and the feel of everything that you put together has got to come across and represent you and your brand properly. It's got to be world-class. World um, so they can't have a great experience on the phone, have a great experience when somebody gives them a quote, and then say, for example, you come out to do the service, whatever that is, a carpet cleaner, a painter, whatever, and the employee has, you know, um, comes in looking like a slob, the equipment's terrible. Um, every time they walk out the door to go to their vehicle, they're spitting all over the front lawn and the neighbors are seeing that, that kind of stuff. You have got to be able to wow at every level. So the Disney side of this, um, a good friend of mine, Vance Morris, talks a lot about this um, in his Deliver Service Now and stuff like that. He's a former Disney executive, teaches how to Disneyfy your business. Um, runs a service business himself very, very successfully based on these principles. But the whole idea is baking in to your culture, your systems, that everybody knows when you're on stage versus when you're off stage and what on stage is. So a dirty van pulling up in the driveway, it would be the same as going to Disney and finding garbage lying all over the ground. You just, it just doesn't happen because they know the experience is every little detail. And the better you get at, at controlling and managing those details, um, the better you have a chance of delivering a world-class experience that makes you remarkable. And remember, you want to be remarkable, which means you want people to remark about you. You want them to be so impressed that they remember you and talk about you at every stage of your business. So um, the other point is you want to build an online reputation, um, build your online reputation management and reviews into your company culture. Everybody has to know that we need people to see before they call us and find find us personally. We need them to see when they're looking for something in our category that we're great. And that comes from staff. So when the staff buys in at this, they they, they deal with customers differently. They deal with different, difficult customers differently as well. Um, there's a lot of differences and they they 
put the pieces in place that elicit more reviews as well. They, they, they drop the seeds early on in the conversation. They, you know, you know, well, I hope you're happy with what we're, we're going to do for you here today. And if you are, I'd love you. You know, how did you find us? Well, I read some of your reviews. Great. And I'd love you to be writing a review on us when we're done as well. Our goal is to wow you so much that you can't help but write a review. You drop those seeds because it's not you. It's the staff that has to be thinking that way. And that's all part of the culture as well that you build. Um, what you measure, inspect, and celebrate, you create more of. So that is something where you, you want to measure, keep an eye on, um, know every time that somebody gives you feedback or review, celebrate it, share it with a team member, um, ask the customer to, you know, as an employee, you want to make sure you ask the customer that, hey, when you're, when you're providing feedback, so not always straight to a review, and we'll talk about that, but when you're providing feedback, um, can you mention my name? Because, you know, we got, you know, there's some brownie points back at the office and some, you know, kudos, that, you know, that, that, that kind of helps my job, right? You make mention of that then because that also helps with it. And then you celebrate all of that. And then here, um, leverage a process to request feedback at every service call and ensure that you communicate using all the channels available to you, email, SMS, physical. People just respond in different ways, like email open rates, plummet like I've, I've plummeted over the years um sms is still really high right now so but you don't want to leave one for the other some people just respond to emails and don't check their texts or don't want texts from people that, that that aren't friends and family and things like that so you've got to be cognizant of all that so we say hit them up on all platforms and let them respond on the one that makes the the most sense and physical becomes a process of anchoring so anchoring is really really big in in neuro-linguistic programming, in sales, in, 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 the, in the way we get, you know, sort of train people to do things. You want to anchor something to something else. Well, physical could be handing them out a postcard or a flyer and say, hey, we'd really, you're going to get a, a, a message for your feedback. Um, if you want to beat it, um, you know, beat us to it, just go to this link here. But I just, you know, when you do that, could you put my, you know, make sure you mention my name in it and just write your name right on the flyer and hand it to them. Will they beat you to it by going into that link? Never, maybe 1% of the time. But when that, when that message comes in from the company saying, Hey, we'd really love your feedback. They go, Oh yeah, I got handed that thing. I, it becomes tactile. It becomes part of their, um, something they agreed to. Well, they feel more indebted to do it. So. Um, and then you want to acknowledge and respond to every single review. We talked about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but every review, good, bad, or ugly, you want to go in uh, at any source. So you want to know where they are. Did, did you get a review yesterday on Foursquare? Did you get a review over on Angie's list? You need to be monitoring all of these places, not just Google, but you want to be writing a, a response. And this is something that can be delegated to staff. It could be outsourced, but you know, if you've got a set group of say 20 or 30 common responses um, for positive comments and negative comments so you can put a slight little twist on but they're already in the can this doesn't have to take a long time it's just the fact that you have to do it and acknowledging and responding to every review review also gives you the ability to actually embed some key terms that maybe the customer didn't so because google reads those and they know keyword phrases and stuff like that so something important so now we've just gone through those 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 five points right there which one of those do you think you can work on? Because as we said, we really only good at, in our brains at, at groups of threes. So if you want to pick a couple of those things that you want to work on there, which ones of those should you work on? Write that down right now. Is it a matter of getting the culture in your company right? Is it a matter of making sure that you're sending out multiple requests or requests across multiple platforms? Is it the fact that you're going to go back and respond to all of the reviews you've got, good and bad, in all the different platforms? Or you're going to, you're going to, 
task that to somebody, like pick a couple of things that you're actually good action steps you're going to take away with um, and, and implement within, you know, I would say within the next, uh, have a plan in place within the next uh, 24 hours or less. Make this an instructional workshop, not just something to listen to. So, so strategy for driving consistent reviews, leverage tools to request review after every service call. So it's tools you need, not, um, it's got to be simple, something that takes like, you know, 10, 20 seconds or less. And, you know, an army is employed behind or deployed behind you to do this for you. Um, leave printed review cards. We talked about train your, your text to plant the seeds and deliver world-class service. Explain to them why. Make it an important part of your culture. Remind them every single, you know, if you do weekly meetings on Tuesday mornings for your entire team, remind them every single time. Show them how many reviews have come in. Show them how much feedback has come in and remind them why it's important. And just keep hammering that home. Give rewards out for people who get mentioned, all of that kind of stuff. Um, make a call after the service to walk them through the review process. So, hey, how was everything? Great. Um, you know, so some, some of our clients do that every single, like right after you're going to get a message or you got a message. I haven't seen um, you fill out feedback yet. I'd really appreciate that. That really, really helps. Um, we can actually do that over the phone if you'd like. Pull the form up, fill it out, whatever. If you're using a survey, whatever you've got on the go. But you can, you can do that with a follow-up phone call. And at that point, you can actually say, hey, by the way, thanks for that great feedback. Um, you're going to have the opportunity to write that online as a review. We'd really appreciate that. That's, that really helps. But it, you also have that point of contact as well if, if you can make those phone calls. But you want to make sure that you're, you're helping all the way through. We've got some clients that call once a month. Like they have a, re, a referral or, or, sorry, a feedback contest. If you provided feedback anytime during that month, there's a prize at the end. Like you're, you're putting a draw and there's a prize. So at the end of the month, it's a reason to call. Hey, you haven't provided feedback yet from your cleaning visit at the beginning of the month. Um, we have that contest wrapping up. You're odds are really good. We're not like, we're, we don't service thousands and thousands of customers a month. So your odds are really good at winning. Um, would you like to fill out that feedback with me over the phone about your service visit and just make it contest driven as well? There's ways to do that. And then, rep, you know, recognize it in the company and, and leverage um, multiple sources. So that's, that's the, the strategy for driving consistent reviews. If you want to take a screenshot of that, pause on that. Um, again, there's some, there's some resources we're going to give out at the end, but uh, some of these things are really great to grab just sort of like bullet points like that for yourself as well. So as we said, there's lots of tools that will help. Like there's, again, um, Nearby Now, BirdEye, Customer Lobby, Podium, Review Buzz. There's probably about 50 others. Um, so tell us. And I mean, I, I've met a bunch of them at conferences and conventions and stuff like that. I know most of the people that have jumped into this space because it is, it's become that important. But most of them come from a corporate standpoint and they're, they're only driving one variable and they don't get it. So that's why I've got the butt right here. And the butt is where we kind of turn the corner. Sure, reviews are important, but you need to take it much further than just reviews. All of your competitors know reviews are important too. The guy that's got no reviews, and if unfortunately if that's you, I'm sorry if I'm picking on you, but the guy that's got you know a handful, 5, 10, 15 reviews in today's day and age, you don't look credible. You don't look like you've been in business long enough. You just don't meet um what people are expecting. And if you go, well, yeah, but my competitors in my marketplace only have that as well, then be ready to do a happy dance because that puts you in a position of learning this information and enacting this information before them and standing out so much in front of them that they won't even know what hit them and why more and more and more work is going to you over them based on just this one piece alone. So, so yeah, we call it trust engineering. And because it's not a matter of 
hoping. It's not like, oh, oh, please, sir, write me a review. We call that hounding. Um, or hoping that, you know, that all the stars align right and 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 you get some positive mentions. And oh, by the way, you also get them around the web, not just in one place. I've seen people that have had 200 and 300 Yelp reviews and nothing anywhere else. There's There's nothing about that that unless somebody goes to Yelp, they didn't find you. They didn't find your reputation. They know nothing about you. You want to engineer this. You want to, you want to have a strategic and systematic plan to be seen as the expert and the market leader. You want, you want to create that. You want to engineer that. And it's not as hard as it sounds. So your authority, are you the go-to? Are you the number one? Are you the thought leader in your space? Plus your five-star reputation. So you can have great authority, but if your reputation doesn't back it up, you don't have trust. The consumer will not trust you. So they go, oh, this, this person has a lot of authority. And we'll talk about what that means in different ways. You can sort of, um, you can um, hack your authority. But if you don't have the reputation, and if you've got a great reputation, but no authority in the marketplace, you're, it's better, but your trust is still way off. Because no trust means no sale in today's day and age. That's part of our recommendation economy. Um, your job as the owner is to build trust, to get more sales, and you need to excel. You need to accelerate that at the speed of trust. It's moving really, really fast. You need to accelerate that. You need to cross syndicate comments. You need to do a lot more stuff. You need a lot more volume. Um, for example, in just staying in awareness, um, I don't know if any of you guys follow Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, but if you follow him, he'll tell you about syndicating content. He's got people that follow him around all day long that just videotape everything he says put it into snippets and throw it out there. He believes at a couple of hundred pieces of content a day across all the different platforms, he is still not producing enough content to be relevant. And he knows he's ahead of most people, but he understands the speed at which um, we make decisions and get found and stuff like that. And content being done properly and valuable and, and syndicated in other platforms. So you don't have to make a hundred and 200 pieces of content. You have to create, valuable content that you can syndicate to 100 and 200 different places and in our world that should be you know on a daily you know i know carpet cleaners that can create five and ten solid pieces of content syndicated around every day so they might only create one piece a month or one piece a week but it turns into five or ten a day and that's part of it and it's you can do the same exact same thing with your reputation so the three rules so again rule of threes Things actually fit in our world and our brains in threes really, really, really well. There's a magic to that number. Nikola Tesla knew it. And, you know, the, the Bible has, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. There's threes all around us. Um, the Trinity is on everything. Well, it's actually, there's a lot deeper reason for that as well, if you ever want to go and research that. But trust engineering actually comes in a group of threes as well. First rule, have a system to request feedback from every client have a system to request feedback from every client so why feedback so the benefits of asking for feedback and not just a review is so the aberdeen research council basically um research group does research they charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars i think i pay about 500 dollars a year to get their download the report every year and it's basically the state of the consumer uh and what is influencing brands what is influencing small businesses based on what consumers tell you um, and what they tell you and what the data shows very clearly is uh, when, a, when a person provides feedback, the voice of the consumer feedback, 
you have a 55% greater customer retention rate. When they've provided you internal, not public, but internal feedback, there's a different psychology to it. Um, they feel like they're helping their next experience with your company. They're helping you get better. They, they, you, you enter a different place in their brain and their psyche. Uh, you have an average of 23% decrease in year-over-year -year customer service costs. You ask for feedback, they'll tell you how to solve the problem. And it's less than what you think it is, almost always. A 292% greater employee engagement. We're in a world now where employees are one of the hardest things to hire, maintain, um, stay engaged for a whole bunch of different reasons. Help wanted signs are everywhere. And even pre-pandemic, it's been a problem. Like for the last five or six years, um, it's become a growing, uh, ever-growing concern. There's entire industries that can't find people. There's entire trades that can't find enough new tradespeople and stuff like that. Employees are, 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 are one of the, you know, as a business owner, always one of the biggest um, things that keep you awake at night, but even more so now and then during and now as we're transitioning into post-pandemic, it's, it's, a, it's a, big, a big piece. And, you know, a millennial crowd has a different way of thinking of things anyways. It's just not good, not bad, not right, not wrong, just different as, as cultures change, um, attitudes change. And if you can, you can share great feedback with your employees that they received, give them kudos and wins for that, their engagement goes way up. And that's, that saves, as a business owner, saves you a ton of money. Um, it's another stick strategy that helps the employee want to stay around, you know, on top of wages and feeling rewarded and all that stuff. But this really helps that they know that they're doing a good job and that the end consumer is seeing that. 14.5% um, increase in customer satisfaction. Just by filling out a survey, their satisfaction with your company actually goes up, which means they refer you more. And on average, it, it accounts, this alone accounts for a 28.3% increase in annual company revenue for the companies that institute a voice of consumer feedback survey versus asking for just reviews. So who doesn't want 30% from just doing something like that? What you also do is we actually get to figure out who our cheerleaders are because our cheerleaders are five, five times more responsive. They're the ones you can market more to, the ones that will refer you more. They're the ones that love you more. They're the ones that will, you know, you ask for something, they'll deliver it. They'll do it for you. You ask them to fill out a survey. Hey, we're looking at adding this new service. What do you think? Those, that's that, that 80-20 rule. And you want to find your A-list cheerleaders that just respond to everything. And one great way to find them is asking them to fill out feedback because those people will, will the cream will rise to the, the top and you'll know who they are within a couple of iterations of them filling out feedback every single time and, and just being really engaged. And that can, you can grow your company just on cheerleaders and, and strategic partners alone. So um, you'll immediately hear um, and can respond to anybody who didn't have a great experience. That's really important. You have the opportunity to recover them and save that, that referral relationship when you ask for feedback. As soon as it's a public review, hey, can you go to Google and tell us how we did? Yeah, well, you guys sucked. Ain't going anywhere. It's permanent. Now everybody knows. And they won't just tell you there. They're going to copy and paste that around five other directories. It's going to end up on Facebook and, and, and Yahoo, Bing, and um, Yelp, and everywhere. So we just know that. You want to be able to internalize that more. You avoid negative reviews getting online. You want to generate ongoing positive feedback to share with your staff. So, and there's a reason for what we've, what we have discovered is that done properly, 50 to 75% of your clients will provide you with feedback, fill out a survey, a short survey, uh, and it, it, it provides a whole bunch of benefit. Only about 10 to 15% of the population right now writes reviews. 
and writes them regularly, that's even a smaller number. So if you're spending, you know, for every 100 customers that walk in the door, you have a chance of getting 15 reviews by asking a lot and doing a lot of work, but you have a chance of getting 50 to 75 of those people provide feedback, and then you can thank them for the feedback and, and tell them why it's important. If, if you could help our company out, thank you so much for that great feedback. Um, I'd love you to do me a favor and help our company out um, one step further and just go publish that online. Here's that, the nice comments you made, and here's a couple of links to go do that. Now you get more reviews. You can, you can jack that 10 to 15 percent of the population up to 20 25 percent because they feel more indebted because of all that other stuff that we just talked about there's actually a deeper psych um psychological relationship you've built some more rapport just at this step alone so and you're not hounding for reviews there's a point at which every employee saying you know hey well reviews are really important to our business and if you can go write a review i actually get a little bit of a stipend for it and stuff like that i'd really appreciate more reviews and they say that every single time all the time customers are hearing that from everybody and it does feel and there's a lot of people go yeah 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 but it's only 10 to 15 percent um but it's they they hear that from everybody and it's becoming a hounding thing it really makes more sense to say, hey, the company's going to send you a survey about the services you received from our company and every point across the board. Um, I really appreciate if you could mention my name when you fill out that survey. A little bit of neuro-linguistic programming there, but when you fill out the survey, assumes that they're automatically going to. Can you mention my name is asking for agreement and you're never hounding for a review and it sounds way more authentic and legitimate. And the benefits of doing this is you get a consistent, easily manageable way of getting a lot more online reviews, but you create a ton more content by the feedback. It comes in, but you can then share it. That feedback can be shared all over the web. And I'm going to show you all the places. So the breakdown looks like this. You add a customer to some form of reputation system. Some people piece this together by creating a survey monkey survey and then um, sending that out. And then when it comes back in, they, they have an email, uh, an auto email that they can automatically send out. Hey, thanks for the feed, you know, the, the, the feedback. If it was positive um, or if it was negative, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And they can manually send out an email, like a pre-written email template and, and ask them to take that and put it online somewhere and do all that kind of stuff. Um, send them a text message with the same stuff and just kind of do that. Always, obviously better to have a system in place that just automatically does that. You put the customer in and all of these things happen. So they get triggered. And also we know in our world that people treat their email the same way they treat Twitter. As soon as it's scrolled past, it's gone. Um, as soon as it drops off the page, it's gone, never to be found again. Um, no different than Google search. Page two of Google and beyond is the best place to hide anything because nobody ever gets there. So they used to say that's the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google because it will never be found. So same idea here. If they didn't open the email, they didn't see the email, there's, there's smart technology that can figure that out, like, um, then, then it's counted as not having been received and you send again. If their email is dialed so tight that it ended up in junk or spam, they'll never see it. So you, that's why you double it up with a text. Hey, I sent you an email about this. If you missed it, here's a link. We'd really love your input. Things like that. So it's, you're, you're one-twoing the whole entire process, making it multi-step, and then stopping those. As soon as they, they respond or, or click on something or go to it, have it smart technology. We're in the world of AIs now and all that. Have it stop. Have it transition to something else. Then the customer fills out a survey, fills out the feedback. 
Um, on that form, some other psychology, you want to make sure that when they're filling that out, there's other customer testimonials all over that form. Anywhere that people, your customers go to see more about you, you should have testimonials and feedback everywhere. So if it's on a sales page, if it's on a page about your carpet cleaning service, a ton of carpet cleaning um, feedback on that page. Upholstery cleaning service, a ton of upholstery cleaning feedback on that page. Live streaming reviews on your home page and on your contact us page. And again, on a survey page. And then you want to smart route that. So if they fill that out properly, you can do this manually or have tools that do this. Um, then invite them to leave a, leave their, their great comments online um, because that's now the favor you need from them. This is, you know, the first part is, hey, this helps our company. This helps you next time. This helps, you know, if you're referring people to us, it helps everybody get a better, a better experience with our company. Tell us how it was, everything about it. How was the phone answering? How was the technician? How was the, the service delivery? All that kind of stuff. So, um, and I'm going to give you a little secret right here. On these surveys, you can also ask them about other services you provide. Don't assume they know about all your services. So in the carpet cleaning world, you ask about, hey, um, would you like us to send information and maybe future specials and savings on our upholstery cleaning, tile cleaning, hardwood floor cleaning, duct cleaning, area rug cleaning, pet urine cleaning, things like that. The number of people that will respond back and go, wow, I didn't know you did, you did all these other things. Even though it's on the side of your truck, it's all over your website, it's everywhere they've looked, but they only focused on the one thing until they had to check a box. And of course, I'd like to learn more savings on this. What we found in our own company is that, that about 20 25% of the people will actually answer that question that they want more information on one of your other services. And you immediately call them up, thank them for the feedback. It's all about, hey, thanks so much for the feedback. I'm glad Tommy did a great job for you. Um, I'm definitely going to share that with all your great comments with them. So I just wanted to you know, thank you for that. By the way, I noticed that you, you checked off that you wanted more information on our tile and grout cleaning. Sorry that the, the technicians didn't mention that to you when they were there. But yeah, by all means, there's actually a savings that when we're in the home doing service for you, if you add on another service, you get a 20% savings, for example. Um, now, if you'd like to book that, you know, if you'd like more information on that, I can send it over to you if you'd like to book that in. As long as you book it in within uh, the next, you know, 30 days from your, your service date, uh, then uh, we'll, I'll, I'll have no problem honoring that 20% discount you would have got. We found that one out of five people said, yeah, I just booked me in for that. And now you've got an automatic upsell and you've doubled the value of that job. So that alone can add thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars monthly just by having a survey and asking a strategic question as one of the points. And then you get them to give you a star rating and tell them, tell in one or two sentences a little bit about their experience with your company. And that experience is, becomes the, the testimonial and the review. And if they have a negative experience, immediately they should be telling, asked to tell what went wrong and how would you like us to solve it. And the big button on that should say, go right to the manager's desk. 85% of people reported that the reason why they actually go and complain online is because they don't believe the staff will ever tell management and it will never get solved. That's why they do it. They're not trying to destroy your business. By and large, they're trying, the, the uh, customer's negative review is because they either tried to get it solved and didn't, or they don't believe you will. So immediately when they fill out that, if the feedback comes right away, like within a few hours to a day at the most of the service, comes multi-channel and they're not happy and for any reason, and you give them the opportunity to make it go right to the manager, and then automatically they get an email back. We delay it on our system about five minutes, and then, hey, thanks so much. Um, this is owner of business. This just came across my desk. I will look into this and get back to, to you um, shortly within, you know, within the next 24 to 48 hours at the latest.
right? That's an automatic message that goes across, gives you time to go talk to the people involved in the company, figure out what the problem is, and call the customer up, knowing already one of the questions was on this negative impact, what, what, how would you like to see us resolve this? You already know what they want before you pick up the phone and have that difficult conversation, and you've blocked them in a way from going online and writing a negative review because they know if, you, if they give you a negative review, you may not solve the problem. They already know that. We, we're in a world where people figure that out already. So if they stay positive, if they say, hey, yeah, I just like it solved, that's my most important thing. Again, unless they're you know, a complaining Karen of, of, of the world or I can't remember the male version of that, <laughs> complaining Kevin, I don't know. Um, whatever we call uh, the, our Karens and Kevins or whatever. Um, unless they're just out, to, out for blood um, and they do that with everybody, they're going to wait because they want it solved. And that's their most important metric. So, so no, real number two now, you want to dominate online marketing um, by marketing your reputation as your local brand. Your brand is not your name. Your brand is how people perceive your company. That already exists whether you're managing it, whether you're engineering it or not. So let's engineer that. So you want to make sure that you have reviews, live reviews and testimonials and feedback all over your website. You want to make sure that you're marketing those all over social media. So if you've got a good Google review, that's got to be marketed snapshot, take picture, um, do whatever, market it all over all of the other platforms as they come in. So they, they become dynamic. They're not just sitting, hoping somebody shows up over there. They're becoming dynamic everywhere across all platforms. Even in Google, my business, you can put a post up of a Yelp review. You can put a post up of a Facebook review, an Angie's list review, a Foursquare, you know, anything like that. So, or even it doesn't have to be a review. It could be a, a, you could put posts up of, of feedback and testimonials that have come in as well. Um, so there's lots of, ways that you can play with that. Then you can also um, turn them into images and share them on, on image sharing sites. A lot, of, a lot of image sharing sites let you share the image and then put a comment. Well, the comment becomes the, the, their, their, their text and their text is full of keywords. I had blah, blah, carpet cleaning come over and do blah, 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 pet urine. And they're using keywords all the way through and that's being picked up around the web and your um, image sharing sites around the web actually link back to your website, your, your name, address, your phone number. These become those unstructured citations we talked about two months ago. So you get a lot of benefit back to you as link building. Videos, you can talk about the, the review in a video. Hey, we just got these three or four reviews in recently. I just wanted to share some of the information and uh, blah, blah, blah. There's different ways you can do videos. We actually hire spokes models and create videos that we post up on YouTube and stuff all around reviews to really, really make it. When somebody goes looking for you, they can find a video on your website, on YouTube, on, on Google My Business posts, on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. They're going to find videos uh, about you as well with a spokes model talking about your review. It's hard to get customers to do video reviews. Sometimes you can. Um, there's a lot that's involved in that. If you need to know more about that, we can talk about that privately. But there is a whole process involved in, in trying to get regular video reviews. But one way to do it is just read the reviews and share some information on it. And then what we really like to do as well is we like to retarget. So retargeting is when somebody lands on your website and then leaves. So 94 to 96% of all web traffic to a local website leaves and didn't do anything didn't fill out a form, didn't call you, did nothing. They just looked at it and left. It doesn't mean they're not interested. It's just they're not interested right now, or they've got three or four other websites to look at, and they didn't find you. They forgot about you, didn't find you back again, didn't look at their history, and just went with somebody else. They the, Maybe three, four, five days go by, they're ready to make the decision, and you're not on the top of their list. 
what we have found is retargeting anybody who lands on your website keeps you top of mind when they go to the weather network, WebMD, any website anywhere around the web. They could be looking up how to do something in Photoshop and it's a blog. Well, blogs have ads around them. They, they connect to ad networks so they can make some money from their blog. And that ad network is running display ads. Well, what we have found is that display ads not only get people back to your website and it's like billboards online. It's a, it's a billboard system for the internet. But retargeting means that they had to have come to your website first. They're now in your herd and you're trying to put a fence around them. Well, what we have found is the ads that get the most clicks back to your website are the ones that talk about a review. So you have your branding on these ads, switch the ads up a little bit, change the look and feel of them a little bit, but have a spot where the most salient point of that review and that feedback, that customer testimonial is put into that ad and follow people around with a whole bunch of those. And everywhere they go, they see different ones, different ones, different ones. And they're going, holy crap, these guys are great. And all everybody's talking about is how great they are. That builds your authority. That's authority building right there by marketing it. And now you want to position yourself as a local authority beyond just those types of tools. There's ways that you can do that. So we built your reputation and we want to build your authority as part of the play. So you want to deploy um, prolific authority branding. So you want to, you know, we're the number one, we're the best, we've got the most reviews. We, got, we want to brand the authority that you have in the marketplace. And that there's a whole bunch of different ways you can do that with influencers and, you know, who you work for becomes part of that as well. Credentials, awards, um, things like that. But you want to want to make sure that you're prolifically building your authority. The stuff we talked about up to this point with reviews and reputation will also help. That mixes into the prolific side of branding your authority. Other people's comments are the most important. And let's put that all over the web as well. Um, you want to publish images and content to build your authority. So again, what we're talking about does that as well. But also... Think of YouTube, think of going live on Facebook, think of quick little how-to tips. Think of the 10 questions that most people ask every single time they engage with your service. Think of the 10 questions people should have asked but didn't and barely ever do. Um, think of the how-tos that you can help people with. If, if you're teaching somebody how to do it and you think that that's going to mean that they won't call you, if they're looking at how to do it, um, you want to be the authority to show them how so that you become an authority. If they decide not to do it themselves, they're going to pick you. If they decide to do it themselves, they would have never picked you and you still built an authority. And when one of their friends says, hey, I noticed you just did this yourself. Um, how do I do that? Oh, oh, that sounds too hard. Yeah, well, I learned it from this guy. So he's local. Give him a call. Right. Think of it that way. So video content is becoming huge and it, it is a huge authority play. Um, you want to leverage referral marketing to build your authority. So um, and that's the referral, strategic partners, people that are in front of your ideal target audience. You want, you want to hit them up. You want to take them out for lunch. You want to talk. You want to, you want to get referrals from them. You want to, all of those kinds of things. Well, what's the first thing they're going to do as soon as you call them, message them, meet them at a BNI, meet them at a chamber of commerce or a board of trade meeting, shake their hand, hand them the card and say, hey, we should go for lunch sometime. Um, I'd really like to, you know, um, talk about ways that we can help your customers, um, you know, referral swaps, a kickback program, whatever it is you want. They go, yeah, great. Yeah. Give me your card. Let's do that. What's the first thing they're going to do if they're even slightly interested, they're going to go look you up online and see if you're even worth talking to. And if your reputation doesn't precede you positively, you've lost that opportunity. 
Um, you want to get local expert interviews anywhere you can. You want to be, you know, if the newspaper is putting out a, you know, ask the expert section, if there's any videos or um, anybody doing anything, you want to make sure that you're, you're leveraging that and local press releases, even if you write them yourself in the third person, but giving your authority, um, talking about things that can help the consumer, not how to buy from you, but how to deal with problems that you're, that you're innately capable of helping to solve or know a lot of information on that can be put out in press releases and and that becomes part of an authority play as well and then obviously you publish those press releases on your website and everywhere else you can anytime you've got anything like that going on you publish it all over your social media and your authority is just growing and growing and growing so that's how you make an authority play all in it looks like this Repu like our reputation building and marketing process map just on reputation alone this, this is our process map so Enter a customer's name, and then all of this stuff happens. Surveys, phone calls, yes or no, if, were they happy, were they unhappy? Did it get syndicated anywhere? Was it a feedback or a review? Did it get posted, you know, did it become, um, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, retargeting and, and branding for your company? Did it get posted to social media? Did it get turned into images? Do you have like 150 to 200 citation sites that you can influence with this content? Can you post to them? All of that kind of stuff, all linking back to your website, all linking back to you, all linking back to your social media, all linking back to your authority. So anywhere anybody looks, or if somebody types in the, 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 the Google search, company name, they know your name, the number one addendum to the end of your business name is either complaints or reviews. So if you start typing your business name in, um, sometimes you don't even have to put the R in there, but if you put the R, like start typing your business name into a Google search, and then you'll see that Google has suggest, and you'll see that complaints or reviews will pop up in that. You might have to put the R in to influence that in Google, but Google suggest is just based on what people have been typing in in your area with your name, with those keywords. So, and review and suggest, um, or sorry, review and complaints, almost always comes up in, in a Google Suggest because that's what people care about the most. So this is how you influence that. That's the process map. So um, would you guys like to see what this all looks like in the real world when it's put together? How it looks, where it shows up, and, and uh, just put one in the chat if you'd like to see sort of lot of information shared now let's take it all the way down and say okay now now show me what this means john show me how somebody's authority and reputation can be influenced by by doing the the, the trust engineering cool okay thank you yeah we've got a bunch of ones coming in so let's let's show this okay and we're close to wrapping up here guys so um i just wanted to walk this through and then we can get you on on with your day so here so here's an example company right here and in videos, these are review videos showing up when, when the search is made for the company and there's keywords and all embedded. There is images all over Pinterest, all over Instagram of reviews specifically. So this was just saying, hey, show us all the ones that are raving reviews all over the internet. So when people go and look at any of those platforms, um, as targeted Facebook paid ads, getting in front of your, the people that like your page, the people that have come to your website, um, lookalike audiences, all that kind of stuff, and just targeting them with more reputation ads. Low cost, just awareness. You don't want them to take action. You're not asking them to do anything. You're just, you know, they can click learn more and end up on your website or end up on your Facebook page, wherever you want to take them. But you're just getting in front of the crowd and going, oh, yeah, we're great. Oh, here's somebody else said we're great. Oh, here's somebody. So putting a budget towards that um, is like, 
you know, a couple dollars a day and switching those up, great, great authority play. Uh, and then actually running um, image posts on your on your 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 all your social media properties where you're actually showing the text and the images of feedback you got it doesn't have to be reviews online just feedback because again if you're getting you know 50 to 70 people out of 100 leaving you feedback and only 10 leaving you reviews this is the volume play this is the way you build authority and dominate digital storefront so youtube um see the header there's reviews and authority play right there there's authority play right there um, there's a, 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 an interview video right there. That's, that's all authority and, and reputation play. And we've got, um, Facebook here again, header graphics should not be just a picture of your company. It should be t customer testimonials. It should be switched up every quarter, at least things like that. And it should just really represent your brand and your brand representation is what other people say about you. And then again, there that's on Twitter and things like that. So all played together. Um, this is retargeting we talked about. So look. Um, CNN, there's, there's an ad running on CNN with the reviews. Um, Weather Network, there's ads running on their, in their ad platforms on, on reviews. So, so a whole bunch of different ways to play, play this um, retargeting of the reputation, the different types of ads. Ultimately, what we like to see is, depending on, on ad budget and stuff like that, you can get as much as 60,000 impressions in a month and 100 people clicking back into your website and post-click conversions all tracked by knowing that they, they targeted well, they came through to you, retargeted because they're on your website, brought them back, and actually got them to make a phone call. You've, you've influenced them. All over your website, there should be your testimonials and your live reviews streaming. So the feedback, if it's digital, then it's coming in digital. So the old days of having a whole bunch of testimonials in a filing cabinet, um, that just sat there and did nothing, made no sense. I've always stated that what we used to do is we, we sent out a self-addressed stamped envelope to all of our clients after every cleaning. Next day, follow-up call, and then an envelope that went out a couple days later, and we wanted their feedback on it. And often, we didn't even run a contest. We just said, hey, can you just tell us how we did? We'd really appreciate it, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And we would get a good chunk of those back because we left a stamp on it. So there's a little bit of that uh, reciprocity or that little, um, you know, you gave, like you, you invested some money in it. They know that. They're going to go tick, 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 write something down and send it back. We didn't just put those in a filing cabinet and say, thank you. Did it help us run the business better? Did it help us improve services? Did it help us improve weaknesses we didn't even know we had? Absolutely. Totally better company because of it. But we also took a ton of those, put them in binders, and every job we went to, we showed them to customers saying, hey, here's a binder of everything we do, all of our services, and by the way, there's a, you know, some comments from our customers as well. And we would just put like five, six pages of our services and 100 pages of, of these testimonials coming back to them. Anytime we were trying to land commercial jobs, we would take 10, 20, 30 letters written to us from other commercial jobs that we'd asked for. They didn't just do it on their own. And we'd put that into the quote and send that over. Still do that digitally in a PDF, but we used to manually, physically add those, photocopy them, add them and say, hey, you know, do you want to be like some of these other companies, you know, City Hall and this and that? Here, um, here's our quote. And here's some testimonials why you should choose us. So that's all part of it. That's why you do it digitally now too. So recap. Got to be the top trusted company to get most of the work. Your public and social reputation must be your number one focus. Best customers do not look for the lowest price. They look for trust. All of your advertising efforts, online, offline, word of mouth, anywhere, is impacted by what people see, 
when they look you up. So you need to know what that is at every moment of every day. When you build and then market your five-star reputation, you're positioning yourself, your company as the market leader. When you, therefore you'll attract more clients and grow your business and it becomes way easier because you're seen properly. The bottom line is reputation marketing provides more customers and more profits. So action items. We're, we're, we're at the end of, 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 of the main tools right here. I'm going to give you something, a strategy. You can go kind of look up what you are. If you're not one of our clients, by all means, this is really important. Take a look at where you're, where you're sitting right now. Um, but you want to write down your action steps. What are you going to do? Like we've gone through a lot of stuff. There's going to be a replay. You might want to go back and watch the replay and take even more notes. But what are you going to do to influence and, and make that all happen? And um, we talk about this on a lot of the webinars, but you can go to carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash scan, and we actually do a reputation audit, a full visibility report. Um, it's a tool that we've invested in and, and that does a whole bunch of, of, of research in the background, finds connection points, finds what Google sees, and, and makes some connections that way as well. So you can see where your game is weak and where you need to pick it up. So step to trust engineering. Piece it together, piece together a survey, um, create a review capturing page of some sort, write a number of emails in the series, set up an autoresponder if you know how to do that so that they go out automatically, train your staff how to request reviews, publish and post reviews to your website, create shareable social review images and syndicate them everywhere you can, part of your SEO strategy and your reputation strategy, and monitor all the directories for, for positive and negative reviews and respond to every single one of them, not just Google, but all of them. That's how you do it. What if you don't have time or the know-how to do all this? I get that. The, the only easy button to get something like this in place would be talking to us. We can point you in the right direction. Obviously, we've got some tools that can help, and we can talk about how that fits into your business. Um, we like to do it as part of a whole holistic marketing, but we can always do a deep dive, see where your business is at, um, and, and go from there. If you're, if, if you're interested at all in kind of just having a marketing consultation done for you, um, what that looks like is, uh, we, we do actually, a, um, it's, it's, it's free for people to jump on the webinar. We have limited spots, but what we actually do is we put our entire research team to work and analyze your online visibility, but we also analyze your competitors, find the gaps, find out where you're not showing up well, things you can do more of, do a whole bunch of stuff, but we don't just leave it there. We don't just send you a report and go, oh, here, go do all this. We schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting for one hour with me. I charge $499 an hour for my consulting when I'm being cons when consulting on business management and growth and stuff like that for corporations and companies and franchises and you name it. I give an hour for free with uh, with these. And again, there's limited spots in my schedule. It's there, there's not a lot of openings. But if you want to jump on one of those, we will go through all everything that, that our team found out, everything I found out. We'll go through every little piece. You will come away with that with a step-by-step -step action plan, whether you want our help with it or whether you're just going to try and do it yourself or piece something together. You know, it's you know, it's 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 a, it's a friendly conversation. No pitch. It's not a sales conversation. It's just here's where you are. Here's where you need to be. Here's a path to get there. Here's some of the things that we can help with if you're interested. Um, and some of the pieces we can pick up. Here's some of the things that you need to do with your team and your meetings and things like that. And here's how you move forward. So if you're interested in any of that, 
just schedule some time. Rima will reach out to you. You can actually even mention in chat right now, Rima, I'm interested, and she, um, give her your, your contact information. She'll reach out to you. But you schedule something, she'll reach out. She'll get the information we need to set, put the research team in place, get everybody working on your behalf. It's like, it's, the value to you is way beyond 500 bucks of my consulting time, and it's complimentary for people that jump on these webinars that are interested and find a time that fits with my schedule and yours. Um, it's something that we're willing to do to help out. So ultimately what we'd like to see everybody have is a fully functioned, functioning digital dominance system in place. Again, not all of these things we do. This is what you need to do. We can help on some of these things and we can advise on others um, and we can point you in the right direction on others. But we want to see everybody have a full digital dominance method in place and become the local authority in their marketplace and 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 stand out from the rest and just be the dominant brand be the be the um mcdonald's of your area in your marketplace be the one that everybody knows and goes to like the the market leader that makes your business more sellable that's why my business was more sellable that makes business easier that makes attracting employees easier because employees are looking at what company they're that that they, you know they just they just put a uh, an indeed resume into and you responded back saying hey you like it you like to interview them what do they do they're gonna go look you up before or after they put that resume in and go yeah I don't want to work there oh my god yeah these guys are great so again you're influencing so much when you influence um and your your reputation and you start doing trust engineering so if you want to learn more about trust engineering and all that hit me up if you found this valuable by all means let us know tell us in the comments email us back let us know that that this was you found this this valuable um share the replay out with any friends and business colleagues that you know that you think could actually uh to learn a little bit and, and help their business as well as business owners we want to work on our business, not in it, and we want to always grow and learn cutting-edge stuff. And what I like to bring to you guys is what's actually working, you know, you know, what is it, brass to, the brass tacks of it all, um, shoe leather to, to pavement stuff um, that is actually working right now um, and cut through all the clutter and all of the tools and all of the, 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 the mess that's out there and say, hey, Here's how it all fits together and works properly. So if that makes sense to you, um, hit us up. Um, if you're one of our clients, thanks for being on it. You've got a lot of more information. And if there's some things that, you know, that you're not doing in-house in and you want a little bit more help with that, give us a, like, schedule some time with me as a client and we'll, we'll walk through ways to help you do the stuff that has nothing to do with even what we're doing for you. So I hope you found this valuable and we look forward to sharing more information and really getting your digital dominance dialed in in these, these upcoming sessions. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.